Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and I am here with my co-host Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty licensed in New York and New Jersey. And I'm also here with Mike Van Mantar with Hudson United Mortgage. How's it going everybody on this glorious Nice and it breezy nice morning. Day, yeah. oh, it's beautiful outside. We should be we should be having the radio show out there. Ah, oh, I wish we, maybe we could <laughs> a do beach. a remote show somewhere. I'm I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the noise of the breeze would distract. Probably, probably. So, how was everybody's week? Week was good. I had um, I had an open house this weekend in Highland Mills, which was nice. I got a new listing going up there as well this week, and then. Did you have a lot of people at the open house? Um, it was slower than the last one I did over there, but um, you know, we all know July is a weird month for mm-hmm. real estate. Um, sure. You know, we were just talking about that. It's, um, you know, people go away in July. It's like uh, the, I mean, the month for for, for going to the beach, vacation. I mean, just look at the office this morning. Yeah, <laughs> it was like dark because <laughs> our admin is on vacation, yeah. and you know, it just, yeah. A lot of people I know are on vacation right now, and I think that that's just the way it goes. Yeah, I know. I mean, you and I both know that July slows. August, you know, kind of picks up a little bit, but it's really not till mid-September when we get the next big rush of buyers. Especially around here. I mean, we bring a lot of people from out of the area for the fall uh, events that go on in the area. So a a lot, we we have a lot of visitors then, and and I think that that's when people start picking things back up. It was nice to see Apple Fest is going to be back this year, right? Yeah, yep. that's great. I mean, that's a huge um, money maker for a lot of people in the town. And, 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 and it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, I, to the extent that yeah. you, <laughs> if you live here, you know, if you have to get around, it's not fun. But if you're going to be enjoying the festivities, it's definitely fun. I always like to go right when it opens mm-hmm. because I can see everything and then skedaddle before it gets crazy. Yeah. Like you get there like nine, ten o'clock, right? Yeah. And then... Yeah. You get your whatever you want to get if you're going to get anything. I always get the food right before lunchtime so that I can I bring it back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the street fair. Or was it the not the street fair? What did they do this weekend in Warwick? The, um, the sidewalk sale. Sidewalk sale. It's yeah. a it's called like a finders something. It's like a lot of antique stuff yeah. and and garage sale type stuff. Yeah, we actually had um, a garage sale at our office to raise funds for the uh, Humane Society, Work Humane Society, and I believe we made $702. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There was, you know, just all of us donating our stuff. And, uh, you know, people setting, you know, we set up some tables there. And there were other people besides us in our parking lot. There were, I think, two or three other vendors in Mm -hmm. our parking lot. And, uh, yeah, so I I think that if we did well, I'm sure everybody that did that, did well as well yeah and then on sunday they had the sidewalk sale i had to park all the way by halligan's in order to go get my open that, house it was signs. the same thing i it, thought i thought that we did our sale on saturday the sidewalk sale was going on on saturday too oh, was it we we didn't participate sunday but i think other people may have Interesting. Yeah. so anyway busy 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 you know this is the time of year when yes we- yes i was actually this week went over to that um development over oh god now i'm not gonna remember on vinter's way drumlin farm oh yeah what is it called again the vineyards yeah vineyards over on um little york road yeah uh, for anybody who hasn't seen that or, or gone over there it's 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 a nicer development and um they're pretty much sold out. There's a couple yeah. of lots left, and you really don't have a choice as to what's going to go on those lots. They've already started. Started. Um, you know, they pulled permits for whatever lots are left, and they're they're just going to be building. And they're so there's only a couple left. Nice. Yeah. And um, you know, those houses are in the six seven hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah. So that reminds me, we should probably tell people what we're going to talk about today. Sure. So speaking of development, we are going to spend some time talking about um, a little bit about the. Orange County Partnership. Yep, the Orange County Partnership, which really talks about um, it's a place for commercial. funding and grants and for commercial building and um, kind of some projects going around the county. We're going to talk a little bit about um, New Jersey's new lead paint requirement for landlords. Um, and we're going to talk to Mike Van Mansart, the about mortgage mortgages. guy, about what's going on the state of the mortgages. Uh, at least right it's now. a little better, it seems, right? Yeah, they have cooled off a little bit, which is good. 
I think the expectation now for sellers as well has come down. So it makes buyers a little less panic, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's coming down. I don't, I, my experience is that, you know, because of rising rates, I'm able to have a conversation with my new sellers about setting their expectation a little bit. Um, but going into that meeting, I don't think their expectations have lowered at all. I think that well, that, um, you really have to educate them about where we are, what rates really do to someone's um, purchase power, mm -hmm. um, and that you know they're you know especially in the higher ranges that there, that there'll be less buyers because of that, and um, at all ranges because it really affects yes, it does everybody it does. I think yeah. it affects the lower end a, a, a lot more. It may put them out of the market completely. Yeah. What yeah, that's true. Think? I mean, it definitely hurts them, the first-time home buyers. I'm having to restructure a couple deals that started, well, one deal in particular that started last year in November. I think we were clear to close, and something happened with title, and there was some type of issue with the lot line. So it all kind of got put on hold. Now we're seven, eight months later, and rates are, let's say, double from what they started with. <laughs> so now we're having to get creative to make it so that the payment is affordable for the client again. It's not, you know, we can't control what happens and we didn't even know if the deal was going to close because of this title issue so right. um you know it's just it, it happens it's unfortunate but yeah it's it's the market i guess yeah. so it's ch it's changing yeah and i think for the for the better in in some cases right it's I, uh i would agree yeah i think it's more we had a crazy couple of years right and now it's more of where it should have always been, I think. Yeah, it's time um, everybody yeah. can breathe a little bit and and just try to catch their breath. I hope that's what's happening right now during this these summer months. And then when we come back in the fall, it'll be it'll be a strong market because our inventory is still low and people will have their head around the the interest rates at that point. And then maybe sellers will understand a little bit about what's happening. Well, I think that's partially true, but I think that we're still in for another big big. Uh, increase coming up probably another three quarter points what i'm starting to hear it's possible yeah we'll see how the stock market goes i mean all these things <laughs> already are you know what they did already with the increase you're seeing inflation cool off right away yeah. just regardless of the rates it's just happening in general you know we had this hyperinflation with the war and all you know in ukraine and these gas prices and that's all stopping not stopping but slowing down people aren't spending as much money and that's also causing inflationary numbers to come down. So it's 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 working. well the gas prices. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. Like, when is that going to stop? I feel like maybe it's stabled right now. I'm not even sure because I it feels like I, I didn't put gas in my car. Yeah, the last it feels time like I had they've actually do come it. down a little bit. Yeah. The the gas prices have come down a little bit. I mean not. I say a little bit. I mean it's still like ten oh, cents. Yeah. Yes. Like ten cents. <laughs> Isn't that the tax? Uh, I don't think so. They took the tax off. Hmm. Well. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a car I have to fill anymore, so I'm not really, uh, I'm not oh, as in tune with it anymore. Lucky you, lucky you. Uh, you know, I have a question for you. Quick has yeah. no real estate bearing, but on your car. Yes. Do you ever run out of power? Um, I have knocking on wood. I've never run out of power. Mike can attest. He's gone across the country a few times with his electric car. Mike, have you ever run out of power? Never ever. I've gotten down to one percent on a breezy back highway of like Kansas or Were Colorado. You freaking out. I wasn't freaking out. Well, but what would you was, have done? It's a phone number you call it. it. I guess. I mean, I really don't know. Just they like you out, get they, happens when you run out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God. I mean, I've run out, by the way, I've run out of gas six or seven times in my life. I've never run out of electric. It's you know, funny. It my, well, my, you, you guys have to. Teslas. My brother yeah. is driving a Volkswagen mm -hmm. GTI or Golf or something like that. And he seems to like be running out of power all the time. Well, I think that your brother should maybe, you know, <laughs> learn the limits of his car. <laughs> He's always like, oh, I have to stop. I got to put, uh, I, I got to, I got to charge up. It's going to be a little while. And I'm like, what? Well, that charging about? up is different than running out of power. Well, he has run out of power. Right. <laughs> he actually has like right by his house too. I mean, so. you have to, you have to fill up right while you're yeah. out and about. Um, I will say for me, if I have to charge up when I stop, it's like 15 minutes. Is, is yeah. that it? Bathroom yeah. break and bathroom break and bathroom coffee. Coffee. Yeah. And, and the charging stations are available. So the car, there's a lot the, of Tesla uh, charging stations everywhere. I see, the, and the the car the cars the car routes itself. So if like when you use your GPS and say I'm going here, it calculates where you where you are, where you got to go, um, and says, oh look, you need to stop here for seven minutes. Like it tells you exactly how long oh, you need to be there and go here, stop okay, here, okay. fill up this much, and be on your way. Yeah. Okay. That's oh. that's probably better. Oh, we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. Hi, this is Brenda Wiley with Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Looking for a weekend getaway, a year-round retreat, or maybe you're considering selling. I'll help to bring your vision to a reality. Enjoy four seasons of lakefront living on Greenwood Lake. Go fishing, swimming, and boating all summer long. And when fall arrives, go apple picking, hiking, or skiing on Mount Peter. Visit brendabwiley.randrealty.com and let's find the home of your dreams. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty and Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guest every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre, right here, playing the best music. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, licensed in New York and New Jersey with Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Hosting today with... Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United Mortgage. All right, so I know we had a, a little a little sidebar into uh, electric <laughs> cars there, but um, and then we were just having a break sidebar into into solar panels. So, um, which by the way, we can talk about for five minutes because um, I have them, and Mike uh, owns a house out in Colorado. We were just talking about, um, you know, do you get do you get your money back when you when you buy them versus rent them or um i would say i see a I, you know when i look at my lease which you would kind of have a loan right so my lease payment your loan payment. yeah tesla if i do a tesla whatever power wall on their things they don't lease them they just they, they sell, right, them, they too. sell yeah. them they're like what ten fifteen thousand dollars the power wall is actually more than the panels you is know that, like yeah yeah so you would do a you would do a power wall instead of net meter back to the i think it still has net metering but the power wall the idea is that it it stores it acts power. as a generator yeah it's a backup but it's kind of like do you need it in an area that has infrastructure like in warwick it makes sense to have that because we lose power all the time you know right. tree comes down the town's out of power for half the day out I don't, there it's so i mean I, everything's right. underground and to, and to me half the day losing power like when I look at the cost benefit of that, if it's going to cost me $15,000 to put a power wall up or whatever it is, right? How many times do I have to lose power before it makes that I, makes sense? I don't know. I lose power all the time by my house. We were talking about that. We you. had a guy, right. somebody come over. I can't remember the name of the company. but Generac they were, probably or something. No, oh. it, it was um, it was a solar company oh. and they, they, um, they came because Orange and Rockland had had them go over to all these people in my neighborhood and ask them if they wanted to do this. And they would give you a um, battery, a regular battery. Right. But then you could get the Tesla battery. And I think they told me it was somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand dollars if we wanted to purchase that. Right. And, you know, if I was going to do it considering the fact that we lose power all the time right. we might we, we probably would have done that but where they could put the solar panels at my house was like on my front lawn right so i was like i'm not putting those on my right because you live more in the, you have like a more woodsy kind yeah. of feel where you yeah are. there's a lot of trees around yeah. and it's very limited where i could put it yes yeah. so for me i was able to put my panels on my roof and um, you know, if I look in the past 12 years where I've lived, we've lost like where I've lost power for more than, say, two or three hours. Right. To me, two or three hours is an inconvenience. Nothing. It's not a problem. But like for long term. Yeah. I mean, we lost power for nine days once. Right. I've lost because we have underground infrastructure where I am. I've lost power for, say, 12 hours or more twice in 12 years. So mm -hmm. 
I don't feel like I need a generator or a battery backup. I'm very confident in where I am on the power grid. We have pretty consistent power. Um, and so that doesn't really feel like it makes tremendous amount of sense for me. However, because I use electric all the time, solar panels and the net metering did make sense for me. So my lease, um, and again, I've had it maybe six years now. My lease I pay $140 a month for. Um, and then throughout the course of the year, it generates, I mean, it used to generate 100% of my power, but now I have twice as many people in the house and, a, and, a, and an electric vehicle and a computer gamer. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe it makes uh, half or a little more than half. Um, and when I look at the rates that I pay, because I, I, I'm neurotic, I extrapolate that, um, the money I pay in my lease comes, uh, amounts to about um, 13 or 15 cents a kilowatt hour. Um, and when I look at what I'm paying right now for electricity, I'm up at 19 or 20 through the, you know, through the traditional O&R mm -hmm. um, scenario. Um, and so I do save money um, and that's been consistent. So that's good. Yeah. But it is a big layout when you when you're buying it. And so with the lease, I don't have to worry if my inverter goes or panel cracks. They replace it and take care of it for me. Mm -hmm. That's the joy of the lease. I don't own the system. I'm just really renting out my roof for the cost of the energy I generate. Whereas when you own a system, when an inverter go, which it was will five, seven, ten years, although they're cheaper now than they used to be, you still have to that's an outlay out of your pocket. I couldn't um, believe how cheap the panels got. I, I like asked them to rework some of the figures because they were, you know, I'm never in this house, right? So right. they were giving me estimates on like basically $40 a month usage. I was like, well, if I'm ever there, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to use more than $40. They had like three panels for 3000 bucks. You know, right. I was like, that is so much cheaper than it used to be yeah. 10 years ago when it was $30,000. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm concerned about what happens with the panels when they're, when they're no good anymore. Well, they last, take them out, I guess. They last huh? 30 to 40 to 50 years. So it's not. Do we know that for sure yet? Yeah, but there are panels from, from the 80s still working. I mean, there's, they get more efficient over time, mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not a disposable thing that people are just throwing panels away. They, they have a very long lifespan. I mean, look, at, you spend 30000 on a car, you're barely going to get 30 years out of that, too. So the, the argument is... Barely going to get 10 years. <laughs> exactly. you ever get, yeah. Who gets so, 30 years out of a car? But that's what I'm saying. So right. we can't expect any of this stuff to really last forever. It's more no. of like... Right, but the fact that the panels do last yeah. that long. I don't worry about it, it for for money purposes. I just worry about, like, same with cars. Like, people buy new cars all the time, and then, like, where do they go? Like, right. we all this stuff's got to go somewhere. Uh, I'd be more concerned about the amount of plastic. No, I am concerned about that. <laughs> that I am. That goes into, into I things. Um, so. Anyway, while we're ma making environmental concerns, let's use this as a <laughs> segue. Lead paint segue, or? segue. Lead paint into doot, 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 lead paint. Um, so in New Jersey, starting um, July 22nd, there is a new lead paint requirement for landlords. And it's... Um, it's interesting, you know, um, for those of you who have bought or sold a house that was built before 1978, you probably received a protect your family from lead in your home. Um, this is a um, federal standard um, that you have to disclose that there could possibly be lead paint in the house because it was built during a time when lead paint was still legal to use. Yeah, likely there is. It's and, there. Um, you know, the, the landlord or owner signs off that says either I do or I do not know that there's lead. And then as a buyer or renter, you have to sign off that you've read the brochure, you understand the risks of lead, and you have been told that there either is or is not, uh, you know, the, the, well, the owner, landlord does or does not know that there is lead. Um, the concern with lead is most for young children, um, and it, you know, you think who's eating paint chips, right? But ki kids <laughs> chew on molding, right? And kids, um, you know, paint chips, it gets in the air and they put things in their mouth. Um, and it's a it's a health risk for them, and it's serious health risk. Um, the long term implications of lead paint can lead to you know developmental issues that last a lifetime. Um, so that being said, New Jersey has been trying to put a um, a new law into place for the last I guess two or three years, um, and it finally passed, and it takes place. So between now and 2024, um, as your rental properties and it's right now focused on rental properties come up. Um, the new requirement pretty much states that rental properties are subject um, to the new law and they must be inspected upon tenant turnover or within two years. Uh, the type of inspection will depend on the, um, on the lead levels um, that have been found 
in the children in the municipality where the rental is located. So you cut, they're kind of doing it in zones, right? So I'm, you know, I'm guessing if there are high levels of lead found, you have to have a more extensive lead test done. Um, and these are going to be like the, the, you know, you have to, as, as the owner of that property, you're responsible um, for, you know, doing the, the, the swab the, test, the, whether it's the swab, they'll tell you like, what you need to do, right. Or actually take, so, take chips. And, no longer disclosure. It's basically, if you're a landlord, you have to test your walls. If the home was built before yeah. 1978. Yes. Um, and, and that's inside and outside. Like you have to, you have to outside too. Yeah. It's it is a full, um, lead paint I'm analysis. I'm more concerned about asbestos it's, outside with yes. those old shingles. But. And this has to do with any one or two family residential rental homes built before 1978. Not for like a multifamily, like four family or something like that, you know, like an apartment building. It doesn't say that yet. It doesn't Maybe say it will. It's, it's going to come. Right. Or they may already have a requirement like that. Um, properties not subject to the law. If the home was built during or after 1978, um, if it's a seasonal rental, you don't have to do it. If the lease is less than six months and it doesn't renew. Um, and if something has already been certified to be free of lead. So if you've gone through the test, you don't have to retest once the state certifies your home as lead free. So once this law comes into effect, within two years, you, it seems like you have to have this test Correct. done. You can, right. If you have a lease ending within the next two years, you know, it's going to be vacant. You could do the tests then. However, if in two years from now you have a tenant that's still been there, you then you have, have to go to in it. and do the test. Okay. Um, and I'm sure New York is going to follow. Don't you think? I, I, you know, I think that if they, I think that they'll do take a wait and see approach to see how it goes. But I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the remediation requirements: the properties where lead is found during an inspection will need to undergo remediation, either to make it lead safe or lead free, right? Um, and you, we all know that's not an inexpensive remediation process. No, because if you have to, first of all, scraping paint off, any kind of paint off is a huge job. Yeah. And now you're scraping lead paint off, that's gonna get into the air. So you have to have people go in there with respirators and all these paint, this paint has to be disposed of properly. So it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point in time, depending on where the lead is found, like if it's just in trim, you remove the trim, you put new trim, right? Um, if it's on the walls, that's a more problematic. Um, they do say that there are measures that will that will be like, we'll call it temporary measures to make it lead safe. So I don't know if that's encapsulation or you know painting over. But even then, you would have, if unless you're deemed lead free, if you're if you're lead safe, you have to reinspect later I see. on. Okay. So um, just for people who are um, you know own some rental properties in New Jersey. Um, that is a brand new piece of legislation that's just out there, um, and you know it will take it will take time. The, my understanding is the 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 biggest problem they're going to have is the number of inspectors out there, um, sure. which is very minimal for the number of um, you know. I, I wonder if the the state or the counties are going to have their own inspectors to come and do this, or uh, you're going to have to pay an inspector to come I and do it. I feel like you have to pay an inspector, but they have to be certified by the state. I, I think that's what it is. You know, it's so it's brand so new. Right? It's so new. So we'll have to see. And, you know, inspector availability, sometimes, you know, the state will make allowances based on that if they really see that there's um, a lack of people to do this. And then lastly, just to discuss real quick, as as you know, even here in New York, um, if lead paint is found, you can't just like hire a normal company. At that point in time, it becomes like a regulated um you know, remediation like asbestos would be or something like that. And the price like quadruples because they have to now capture all the paint chips as they're yeah. scraping and um, they have to wear respirators when they're working. Um, and it totally changes the dynamic and economics of painting a house or whatever else. So just kind of be aware when you're out there, especially if you're looking for rental properties, the older the house, the more risks you always take. Just on. reminds mm -hmm. me of like when I rented in the city, you just look at the walls and it's literally 10 inches of paint on there that yeah. they've painted for a hundred yeah. years. You yeah. know, like yeah. if I stuck a needle in there, it would go in. <laughs> correct, uh, correct. Just, or like if you do catch a paint chip where you're like, you know, you jet, you like catch the edge of like thick, a, yeah. of a um, scraper or something. And all of a sudden you see like there are like 17 colors. Yeah. You're like, oh, look, it looks like a gobstopper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to listen to uh, our sponsors real quick and come right back.
this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Mark Saltzman, your go-to tech guru who breaks down geek speak into street speak. I'll bring you the latest in gadgets, apps, and games in a language you can understand every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ GHT Weather. Well, this afternoon, we'll see plenty of sunshine and remaining low humidity. The high temperature was in 84 degrees. It will be a little bit more humid tonight, not quite as comfortable as it has been for sleeping. Low temperature 64 with a clear sky. Now, Tuesday's going to start out with plenty of sunshine, but then we'll see some clouds mixing in. Showers and thunderstorms develop later in the day into the evening. We do have to watch for some severe weather, the high 88. Wednesday's going to be mostly sunny, high 88. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jim Renald. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your we're back with The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, along with... Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. And uh, Christine Koenig that is in the middle of doing, like really reading something intensely there. It's probably <laughs> a client driving you nuts. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is WTVQ Radio Worth Listening To. And our phone number here in case somebody would like to call and ask us any questions is 845-651-1110. And our text number is 845-328-0886. So... Um, we're just going to talk a little bit about the Orange County Partnership of New York. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting with the, um, the president over there. She, she came over to our office and she gave a little presentation about what they did. And I was not really clear about what they do, but it seems like what they do. Were you there, Mike? I was. It was a good presentation. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, they try... deal makers is what yeah. I would like to say. Like, yeah. They're they, sort of like realtors, except yeah. in the commercial sense. And they, they look for properties that um, could be used for commercial purposes. And then they match them up with people or companies that are looking to do certain things. So let's say they have a site with 100 acres and they look at that property and they try to figure out what the best usage for that property would be and then they try to find a um an end user for that and they make deals yep so it's kind of cool um and they've had a lot of success in orange county doing that and i have a couple of different um things that they did one that was really interesting to me was that uh i guess kathy hochel gave uh, $10.7 million to the Food Bank of the Hudson Valley for the construction of a 40,000 square foot distribution warehouse in the town of Montgomery. That's, that is a big grant. Yes, yes. So um, they're, they, I don't know if they've built it. I think that they, they are starting to build it and it is across from where Medline is. Have you mm -hmm. guys seen Medline? Big facility. Holy cow. Have you seen it? No, I don't think so. Is it off 84? It, it is close yeah. to yeah right. that that's part of the reason why a lot of this uh, these things are being built in that area off of neely town road mm -hmm. and i think it's 20 what is it 207 um i can never remember the number it, it oh so the food bank is actually on uh 416 and 211 so that's right as you're going into montgomery and uh, yeah, it's uh, the the director of the food bank said that the new facility will double 
the not-for-profit storage and office capacity of its current location at 195 Hudson Street in Cornwall, Cornwall and Hudson. And a firm date on the relocation hasn't been established, so it's not ready yet. But um, they're going to be hiring more people. And uh, it's really kind of, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, this whole area is growing leaps and bounds, it seems like, with the push out of the city, feels yeah. like. And there's good infrastructure. Well, there's land, I guess. I yeah, there's land, <laughs> there's land. And here. there's land that is, is like at a perfect location because right, you can get onto Route 84. You can get to the airport. You can, you know, the, the Newburgh Airport. And, uh, you know, um, the throughway is right there, too. Right. And you're still only an hour and 15 minutes from the city. And it costs a lot less to get a space here than, say, somewhere, you know, like in Jersey. Newark or yeah. near, you know, the other airports. So it makes sense for people to do this. So, well, it, um, and, and my understanding is they, they are structuring um Stewart to have more ability to take in um cargo and stuff either from flights or again more warehouse space for trucking and really make that a warehousing district for goods and services like that. Yeah, yeah since the airlines are pulling their weight to get in there, it makes sense for yeah. the cargo they to gotta come do in. something yeah. with it, right? And it's so sad that the airlines aren't coming in there because it would be so convenient for so many people. I feel like I heard there were one or two new new things coming in. There's one in. new one that came in and they're really, really trying to get the port of authority to 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 just like help because right. they've sort of like, you know, Abandoned left it. it yeah. yeah, and then they're like, yeah, it's not really important to us. Well, but it it, right. it would and, be to us. Right. And it start like we have we're on a really good roll and then covid, right? Yeah. And then so Norwegian couldn't keep flights because nobody was flying anywhere and they were doing international and no one was allowed to fly anywhere international for like a year and a half or something. So, I mean, I understand why we were headed in such a good tra trajectory, and now it's like we're back to square one. Well, the airlines are having so many problems to begin yeah. with. I mean, all these cancellations now. and staff. Yeah, yeah it's um, uh, my sister actually was flying to Italy, and they canceled her flight like a month ago. Mm -hmm. They canceled it, and but they rebooked her. For the next day, it turned out they gave her like they upped her class too, which was great because right. she's got little kids. Right. So they had like this whole section of the plane uh, for them and with lots of space for the little kids. And then she was like happy about it. But not everybody is having such a happy experience. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you fly international, it's such a better experience than domestic. Oh, sure. Because they yeah. give you food or yeah. whatever. People and are happy. <laughs> yeah. They're going out away. Yeah. They usually have better seats. You know, you're not sitting like forward you guys are watching me like yes. <laughs> and you're reclining and you're like this well i so i have i have flown spirit a few times lately because i've gotten such great f numbers to fly with them and uh, all my flights have gone through i know that not everyone has that experience but um the th only thing i don't like about them is their seats don't recline at all you are like there is no not even like an inch or two to get like an angle that works for your body right you are just this is it sit what happens done. if you're like a really tall guy or something you know i'm a little person oh, and i you know have pay to be on the, my legs. the answer is pay to be on the aisle yeah i guess so <laughs> um so back to uh the the food bank but it, the uh, award to the town of montgomery was made through the community development block grant cares mm -hmm. program administered by new york state homes and community renewal uh, due to the economic impact of COVID-19 pandemic, the, food, the demand for food assistance across the Hudson Valley region grew substantially and the food bank of the Hudson Valley outgrew its current facility. So that is why they, um, they got the grant. Um, and, and it's a $10.7 million grant to fund our new warehouse space. It's a huge, huge yeah. grant. Um, and I guess it, it, to reach the needs of 179,000 people in our region who are experiencing food insecurity. So it's, it's great that there's, um, you know, that they could put this together. So that's one of the things that, you know, that they've been involved in. But there's so many other um, companies that they've gotten to move in here. Um, one of them is called Dynarex. And, you know, not only are they getting these companies to come in here and, and invest money in what's happening, but they're creating jobs. So each one of these facilities is creating a different, uh, you know, permanent jobs. Yeah, and you have the one here that they're doing the 224 apartments. Is that 
slated to be done in the Galleria. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be done. So that's I guess, actually a good use of space. Like we always, I mean, this whole area needs apartments. You yeah, know, we so, have tons of single family homes that are rented, but. Yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. The The Galleria Mall has been having um, a lot of financial problems. I'm sure people have heard about it. And they actually, they owe like $430,000. They're $430 million in loans. And they were only uh, valued at one, $140 million. So they're underwater. Basically. They're seriously underwater, and the um, the banks don't want to foreclose on them because they're going to lose a lot of money. So they're sort of extending the credit to them and allowing them to try doing some other things. And one of the things that they're doing is they have a five-acre parcel of property that they are building 224 rental units. I believe they're rental units. They're apartments. And they're going to be mostly one and two bedrooms. I think there's a handful of three bedrooms there, but it's there. It's going to be attached to the mall. Like you can walk to the mall from there. Right. They're going to have and a rooftop. And you're going to start seeing a supermarket go in there. There's going to be some changes if they do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. They have um, a rooftop. Uh, I think they said a, like a bar. There's going to be a, um, a parking garage there. They're, they'll have a dog park. There's going to be a pool. There's gonna have there's gonna be a right, lot of like a live a, like yeah. a live work play space yeah so Good. like you can work at the gallery and then live over there and it, it and I'm assuming they're going to be affordable for the people that are working hopefully at the gallery or else I'm not sure what the point of it is <laughs> point is to have more people live close to the mall so that they that becomes the where they maybe are, are buying things from yeah. so that's something that is is happening right now and that is already approved they're supposed Good. to break ground in September. And it's going to take about two years to complete that. Yeah, well, that seems—I mean—that seems like a really interesting project. And um, you know, I'm glad—I'm glad that the gallery was able to work with their creditors or, l or lenders to come up with a plan to help them. Keep, well, yeah, because banks don't want to own another mall. Like, no. what are they going to do? With no, it? and I mean, <laughs> we malls, know malls right, are and then struggling. It right, and it becomes—I mean, it just sits there. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, have you been to the mall lately? Yeah, I've, I've got teenage kids. We're at oh, the mall all see, the time. I don't have teenage kids, so we're not. <laughs> there's nothing for me to do over there. I mean, I went into uh, what's the shoe store? What's that shoe store downstairs? DSW, right? Yeah. So I went into that the other day, and I, I had to buy some shoes. But I was like, this place, there's like nothing left here to shop. Like, even if you go into Macy's, they there's hardly any anything in there yeah you know the kids again i shop for the kids there a lot so what stores do you use they, they use all of like the hollister the oh yeah um, i forgot about that right the abercrombie the i feel like I'm bed drunk bath when i walk in there bed bath and beyond or not bed bath and beyond the body bath and body works um and then you know they like to go to the trampoline park that's there mm -hmm. um and you know the, we're there often enough we you know we'll stop and eat there they'll go to the movies there so you know, we, we are fully engaged with the Galleria as the uh, Sparconimus clan. <laughs> I remember when it opened, it was like so exciting and 25 years ago, whatever it was, maybe right. a little bit longer. But um, I was like, oh, wow, this is a great mall. It's finally, we're getting something like um, in New Jersey because, right. you know, you're from Jersey. Yes. You were used the to malls, shopping over there, right? There's no comparing the malls. I mean, for, for sure, when, when I want a real mall experience, you gotta go over I to apologize State, to the right? Galleria up front. But I got to go down to Jersey because it's it, it's a culture. It's a cultural event. Oh, my God. There. the When I moved here and I first went to the mall, it was the, the original Orange Plaza Mall. Right. I walked in and I was like, what is this? Well, I felt that way about the Galleria in comparison. Um, yeah. I hate shopping in general, so <laughs> I run Amazon shopper? Yeah, I'm an Amazon shopper. I just wear clothes so they disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, I can't stand shopping. It's, uh, well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big shopper either. I love to shop, so this is very disappointing to me that there's nothing to shop, and I really don't want to drive down to Jersey. Well, you go to the commons, too. I, I, yeah, I, I, you can. I, I always go early in the morning there, right. so and there's to, no one there. Right, and to me, the commons is seasonal because I don't like to be out in the cold. Yeah, that's that's true. Let's <laughs> to do that. Right, yeah. Anyway, we got to hear from our sponsors real quick and uh, we'll come right back. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. 
As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. Hi, this is Rob Fletcher, host of TG Wellbeing, heard every Monday at 1230 p.m. Join the leaders and experts in medicine, health, fitness, diet, and nutrition as we help you look and feel your best inside and out right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is The Goose, and I dare you to voice your take on everything sports every Saturday at 8 a.m. on Game Time. Think you know it all? Well, let's test it. If you're brave enough, call or text right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. We're back with the Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, along with my co-host Christine Koenig and Mike Van Manshart. So we from Hudson United. Hudson so, United. So <laughs> Hudson United. Um, we're, we're going to get back to this list, but I just, I didn't want to lose time and and not get to Mike's mortgage. News. Update? Yeah, I wish yeah. there was huge updates, but there's not. I mean, rates went through the roof for a little bit, and now they're kind of cooling off. Right, what are I they, think, like 5.3, 5.4? They're in the mid-fives, give or take, depending yes. on, you know, the program and whatnot. The government loans are still under that um, VA, FHA. USDA actually did a USDA loan recently, which, oh, really? you know, they're coming back into the fold. Yeah. Um, sellers are not as, I don't know, what's the word for it? They're Picky? Yeah, picky maybe. Um, the, the realtors are kind of maybe setting the expectations because I really think, you know, the realtors kind of led that charge when obviously they're working for their client, right? So if you have five offers and, you know, two or 50% down and yeah, one's I, FHA I, or USDA, obviously they're going to go with the higher down. You got to go with the sure deal, right? Yeah. But now what I'm seeing is that there's not as many of those buyers. So real or sellers, I should say, are more accepting of offers that are at list price or maybe just a little bit over or you know they're not i'm not seeing appraisal contingencies being waived in contracts and we're actually getting appraisal waivers again on just the bank side of things or we don't need them because the prices are more realistic so during covid before covid we were getting waivers anyone that's putting 20 percent down we were getting a lot of appraisal waivers meaning the client didn't have to do Right. An appraisal if they didn't want to. We had enough data on the property. We didn't need to charge the client five hundred dollars because we knew what they were getting into. When you know, when prices were twenty, thirty percent above market, those waivers kind of went out the window because the data we were pulling did not support what the what the property was being sold at. And now they're starting to come back into the fold again because the values are more realistic or the sale prices are more realistic. Right. And the and the data is supporting like i mean no doubt we've had an increase it's not like prices are coming down it's just that they're maybe flattening out a little sure bit. i don't and think so, people are going to lose money right on what they just purchased right well, at least not right right now right. no they're not you're right they're not collapsing this whole like there's not a housing market collapse it's no. just that you can't buy a house today and have it be worth 20 percent more tomorrow that's not right. happening it's the realistic three to four percent gain that most real estate you know appreciates over time that's what you're seeing yeah. But what's happening and the reason you're seeing the shift is the sellers ha- that price their houses high are now adjusting downward to what's more realistic. So when yeah. you look at Zillow or these things and you say, oh, price reduction, price reduction, price reduction, it's not really that houses are the values are falling. It's that they're no longer being supported. The unreal- 
unrealistic numbers that I that I think. But yeah, so like we, when you do a market analysis, we you know recently you you went in there, you gave them a number, and it was sort of like okay, but like we can just pick whatever number you want because it'll probably sell for that. We, right. That's not the case anymore. Correct. We have to be a little bit more careful about the number that you give, and it, it should be closer to um, you know to what we're saying because- but, Yeah, but trust the for, realtors, that's what I yeah. tell Well, <laughs> even when I'm sitting down with people now, I will say my range is more concerned, well, let me put it this way. My, I give a range that's probably a little yes. bigger than I would and I shift it to, in, to include something a little lower than what I might have before, right? So, um, you know, for me, it's super important to set a realistic expectation to a seller, yes. right? What could you hope to sell? If I'm giving them pie in the sky numbers, right? they're gonna count on that number. If I am setting their expectation in a realistic way that says, hey, listen, and this is a conversation I have, listen, rates have gone up uh, and the data hasn't had a chance to catch up to what is really happening in the market. I said, but I can tell you what I'm seeing um, and I wanna make sure when we price the house, we're not pricing it for a market that was three or four months ago, we're pricing it for the market now, right? Because you wanna sell yeah. your house now. And it is changed so rapidly like yeah. you know it, like well, over a couple of been. months it's changed from one well, yeah. to the other rates were three percent in january yeah. and then they hit six and a quarter or more you know right. in a four-month period you yeah. know that is hyper inflation sure. you know that's a lot of people got hit like sideways when yeah. that happened so but now we're kind of cooling and being where they should have always been i think like right i mean honestly the to get a 3% mortgage, giving you money. Like that period of time, I don't expect us to get back there. No. I think realistically in three years, you know, it's always in a cycle. Right. We're gonna live in that Maybe five, three, six. four years, yeah, four, 4%, 5% range for a long period of time. And that's where they kind of should be because that's a healthy housing market. Right. You know, getting a 2% mortgage or 3%, it's not sustainable. Um, right. The house prices will just continue to go through the roof and no right. one can afford it. And I feel like a lot of times we, you know, in the industry, we're so like, what's happening today? What's happening today? But if we take a few minutes to remember why we had such low rates, right? We had, you know, we had a, the, the market crash. We had things slowly come up. We had COVID. We had, um, you know, the like, Fed was buying the, the mortgage, Fed was securities, buying mortgage and, securities like crazy. Handfuls, yeah. Um, and all of that stuff is what, you know, it, it was not a real that two and a half percent, that was that was a forced Trying number. Trying to get yeah. this, stimulating Correct. the market. after Right, for COVID and stuff. So not even just for COVID. I mean, it was just for that recovery. That recovery from 2008 on really just yeah, but, took I a mean, long time. No, I, I think that if we look at when rates hit that 2%, that we was were definitely COVID, in right? COVID. Yeah. yeah, and that was because the Fed was buying mortgage-backed securities. Right, they trying could, to keep they were, things were, The moving. banks were just giving money out because they had a place for it to sell. Imagine being able to produce a product that you have an end buyer for 100%. You right. know, like that's literally what was happening. So the banks are like, hey, let's write a mortgage, 2%. We got a buyer. Right. Hey, sell it to the Fed, <laughs> you know? Right, so it, it was it was not a real thing. And so if we look at what what is sustainable in the market, what has historically been where rates are, we're just coming back to what what it should be right it's mm -hmm. like it's not forced low anymore and so if you have your mortgage and you're able to get you know refinanced into that two and a half three percent range good for you that's correct <laughs> but you know the the realistic expectation should not be that that's what you're going to be be you know able to get moving well forward. you look at all these people like you know i work with brandon for example he right. was waiting to buy a house he's like oh, i don't want to overspend you know i don't want to be one of these people spending fifty thousand over but now on the flip side He's waited and now rates are five and six percent and maybe he's getting a better deal on the house but you're paying more in rates so i'd rather i mean personally i'd rather take a lower rate and pay a little more right. than i would to pick a higher rate and pay a little less so it's just it's always hindsight right so i don't know it's like half a dozen of one yeah. six of the other right <laughs> sort of like that yeah so uh, i who knows? I, I mean, we're, we're all, you know, talking what we think and we'll only time will tell. Well, yeah, That's and I'd correct. take a 6% loan and refinance it when rates go to 4% again. It's right. not like the end of the world. I always tell people, if you can afford the payment, take the rate out of it. Like, just focus on the payment. If that's affordable for you and your family, then... Then great. Yeah, then great. Just, you got to get out of the mindset. We have too much misinformation out there, I think, but... Agreed. <laughs> so um, back to this Orange County partnership and some of these the the um, companies that have come in and 
One here that I'm looking at is called Dynarex, and mm -hmm. they are a medical supply company, and they are um, they did a 400,000 square foot distribution distribution center in the town of Wallkill, mm. and 30 new jobs. This is an interesting one: wine shipping. It's a tech-enabled third-party logistics provider for alcohol beverage companies. Their clients include wineries, breweries, distilleries, as well as digitally native e-commerce retailers and marketplace. They opened a 241,000 square foot building in the town of Wayanda, and they added 900, um, not, not 900, 90 additional jobs. Right, and so that so just to break the, what that means is that's a warehouse for probably local uh, people making want like you know our 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 breweries and stuff so that they can distribute to more than the people who live right in their area. Yep. Right. Um, and then there is a company called President Container, and they um they're the largest manufacturer of corrugated boxes in mm. North America. Well, we we know from anything, anytime Mike buys something new online, it's going to come in a corrugated box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it says President Container is going green with the use of renewable solar energy. And they recently expanded their current facility in the town of Wallkill by 100,000 um, 100, square feet. And wow. they're creating an additional 50 jobs. Um, and then there's Pharmacan. Yeah, 35 permanent jobs. They were founded in 2014. They're the country's largest vertic vertically integrated cannabis company. And they provide reliable, top quality cannabis products to improve people's lives. They uh, recently expanded their greenhouses in the town of Hamptonburg to 112,000 square feet. They created 35 new jobs. Um, yeah. There's a lot of right. cannabis things here. Yes, for sure. So ver vertically integrated just means they grow it oh. and they, well, no, so they grow. So they, they do the growing, then they do the picking, then they take that and they process it. They make the, um, all the different products and then they sell those products. Oh, how do you know all this, Christine? I guess I'm fancy like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then there's another company called Green Thumb industries and they are also a national cannabis consumer packaged goods company and retailer and they employ over 2700 people and let's see what did they they recently started construction on phase one of their project which will total 400,000 square foot of growth center and product development facility in warwick valley office and technology office and technology corporate park and they're creating 179 new jobs it's a big new job count there yeah, right here in warwick well the, I've, I've seen i'm assuming that is the facility that's on the right hand side i mean it, when you I, go in, in when you go you yeah well when you go in and then you, you drive down the the newest of the streets i mean the footprint of some of the stuff they're building there is is huge, huge right yeah and then there's also urban extracts and that is, uh, it's located in the Black Dirt mm -hmm. uh, uh, farming region of Warwick. And they are um, producers of hemp. And let's see, what, is they, what are they building? They are building an 11,000 square foot state-of-the-art processing facility. And well, they're only going to have five jobs, but still, they're you know they pay taxes. All these places pay taxes. <laughs> All these places right? pay, yeah, taxes. They pay taxes. Right? I so see that's Amazon theory. pop up on there. Yeah, Amazon is on oh, here wow. too. Uh, and then there's Russin, and they are offering the best building materials. Oh my God, we're almost out of time. So I'll just quickly go to Amazon. Amazon built a one million square foot place, and that's in the town of Montgomery. Yeah. Over eight hundred full time jobs. Sweet. I ha yes, I have there's a, a lot who, more on this list. I have a but. friend who has a son who works for them. Great. It's yeah. already open? Yeah, it's open. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible. Anyway, we're done for the day. Yeah. And we'll be back next week. And hopefully everybody will come back and listen to us. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week. <laughs> have a great week. <laughs>